welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hi, and uh, welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. This is Richard Hazel, and um, today I wanted to talk about treating migraine headache with motor points and trigger points and some of my experience with that. Uh, Interestingly, the thing that got me most interested in treating migraines, I've been treating migraine patients since I started my practice, but the very interesting thing that I would see is that I would have a patient who would come in for neck pain as their chief complaint. They would have stiff neck, pain that goes up the side of the neck to the base of the skull, like the occiput area, and often into the upper trap area and maybe even down the medial border of the scapula, and that's the classic upper trapezius levator scapulae issue that I see almost daily. And what's interesting about it is that very often I would treat those patients, and when they would come in for a follow-up after, they might have had a couple treatments to get that cleared out, but then they they come in for a like a tune-up a month or two later, and they would tell me, I haven't had any headaches since the last time I saw you. And that's usually when I'm surprised to hear that they were a headache patient, very often migraine patient. And they'd had no headaches at all after working on upper trap trigger points and levator scap trigger points just above that superior medial angle of the scapula. And, um, and of course, doing motor points on all the neck muscles that were tight, usually neck extensors, some uh, lateral flexors like the SCM or the medial scalene. But, you know, for, for a neck pain patient, I really want to restore as much mobility as I can in all directions. Um, so we work on things that weren't hurting, but really trying to get their mobility back. And they would come back and tell me they had no headaches. And I have some of those patients that every time I see them, I'm asking them, have you had any headaches? And they'll tell me, nope, I've been good. So um, that really got me thinking about, like, why why would that help? Um, And the most common ones, the most common trigger points that I see for uh, migraine patients are in the upper trapezius along that front border of the upper trap. If you feel your own upper trap, you probably have a tight band there. And if you follow it, it goes up the side, the side of the neck, right behind where like the levator scapulae area would be. And it attaches to that aponeurosis on the back of the skull where the trapezius attaches. And um, interestingly, that that tight band in the front of the upper trap seems to be a, a main source of, of headache on the side of the head, like temple headache or retro auricular area if you grasp that on 
a migraine patient on both sides, and if they have they have just um, one sided headache, the side of the headache is usually very sensitized that upper trapezius, and if you grasp it to do what would be like an ischemic compression release, it will very often reproduce their migraine pattern. They'll feel it in the side of the head exactly where their migraine is. And that's a great candidate for working on those trigger points in the upper traps to relieve the intensity or frequency of their migraines. Um, Semispinalis capitis is another one that I see really, really frequently. And that's the one that refers up the back of the head, up to the top of the head, sometimes into the face above the eyebrows or um, outer part of the eye. That semispinalis capitis is usually very sensitized on the side of the headache. So you can press along the occiput in the semispinalis capitis where it attaches there or, or a little farther down, you may find a very sensitized area to work on. That can give people a lot of relief. Um, I've had a lot of migraine patients where that's the pattern. Upper trap and semispinalis capitis are the primary triggers for migraines. And by working on those trigger points, they see their migraine frequency decrease and often the intensity. Sometimes, actually very often, they'll tell me they didn't need any of their triptans when they did have headaches, that just an Advil was sufficient. Um, so um, I could leave it at that and just say, look for trigger points in the semispinalis capitis and the anterior border of the upper trapezius. But what I think is really interesting is that if you work with a lot of migraine patients, you kind of keep an up-to-date on what they're doing with their neurologists and pain management doctors for their migraines. And um, very often, they're getting some sort of trigger point injections, Botox injections, um, or suboccipital nerve blocks. And so those, that's really worth looking at because um, that often does give them relief, even if it's only temporary. Um, but what's interesting is that the, uh, those suboccipital nerve blocks are actually usually to block pain or a sensory nerve um, from the greater occipital nerve, which runs up the back of the skull up to the vertex of the head. And just off to the lateral side, just behind the ear, there's like a lesser um, occipital nerve. And then right there in that semispinalis capitis area, there's a third occipital nerve. Those are all sensory nerves that can trigger migraines or yeah, basically be the main source of migraines. So you can, and those those muscles, those nerves can get entrapped by muscles like the semispinalis capitis or um, the greater occipital nerve can get entrapped in the aponeurosis of the trapezius and the lesser um, occipital nerve behind the ear can get entrapped by the SCM, the sternocleidomastoid. So if you think about it, by working on trapezius, 
especially the upper trapezius, if they have some irritation from a, an entrapment of the greater occipital nerve that travels up the top of the head, you could get great relief for that person by releasing tension in the traps so that it's not pulling on the aponeurosis. And same thing with SCM, and really same thing with semispinalis capitis. Um, but that's not all. Um, the people who get migraine headaches in the face, there's um, or behind the eye, very often from the Janet Travell trigger point world, um, those can be coming from trigger points in the suboccipital muscles. Um, but there is, um, they found by doing, doing these suboccipital nerve blocks for migraine patients, like the greater occipital nerve block, um, that people with trigeminal pains would get relief. So what they found is that at the brainstem, there's a shared communication between those occipital nerves, those, uh, the, at right C1, 2, 3, and the trigeminal nerve. So you have migraine patients with eye pain, uh, pain in the forehead, pain in the side of the cheek. That can also be coming from a compression in the cervical area. Um, like So really working on that semispinalis capitis. Anything that would free up uh, compression at C1 through 3, which is why, interestingly, the levator scapulae could be part of a migraine pattern. So there isn't a direct uh, entrapment of those occipital nerves by the levator scapulae, but you know the levator attaches at C1 through 4. So if you have a tight levator scapulae, one could assume that could be putting compression on those nerve roots of the occipital nerves, and possibly even irritating into the face via the brainstem. So um, interesting things to think about when treating migraines. Um, normally, for when I get a new migraine patient, I want to do an assessment on their mobility of their neck. Um, I want to palpate for trigger points that feel active. I usually do some sort of ischemic compression test to see if I can duplicate their migraine pattern, the upper traps, semispinalis capitis, temporalis, um, suboccipitals. You gotta really kind of dig in for those. Um, and, and really you have to kind of hold on to them and press on them to see if you're gonna refer pain my experience with being able to reproduce facial pain, I think because of that relay, you don't always see a facial pain referral by pressing on the, those semispinalis capitis areas. However, you will see relief by treating uh, semispinalis capitis, especially the trigger points. Um, but there have been times when I've reproduced the facial pain via the SCM and trigger points in the SCM, especially lower, lower down in that clavicular head of the SCM, you squeeze, 
you can often reproduce the facial pains for a migraine patient. So that's one to keep out, keep an eye out for. So you're really looking at myofascial pain referral, and you're looking at the nerve nerve trajectory uh, for migraines. So when I'm just when I start to treat a migraine patient, I usually do some electric stimulation acupuncture on the back of the neck in in those uh, in the semispinalis capitis. Sometimes sometimes in the suboccipitals. Definitely going to get longissimus and uh, levator scapulae and the traps to start out. And usually, until I know how the patient is going to respond, um, as far as like how much post post treatment pain or soreness they may have, I'll probably keep it to about ten minutes of electric stimulation in those muscles for, at about two hertz, and really just go from there, see how they feel when they sit up, and then if I have identified at least one trigger point that I think is is key triggering their migraines, I'll probably try to get at least a couple good twitches out of that trigger point. And I'm always kind of cautious based on age and sensitivity on the first treatment. So um, you kind of have to, you have to just trust your instinct on that one. Um, but I'll, uh, after I get feedback about their first treatment and how they felt, then I know more about how much stimulation that patient can tolerate, and I may choose to do more than the last time on trigger points, um, especially if they felt an improvement in uh, frequency or intensity of their migraines. Um, a lot of times when people come in, they're, they're at almost daily migraines, so that's not hard to um, track as a shift if they cut, if they go down to like three. Um, and they're usually very happy with that because if there are if they are on triptans, then there's like a rebound headache you get when you when you run out of the number of triptans you can take that week. Um, so that's a that's a big improvement in the quality of life if if you can make that shift even down to three headaches a week. Um, and you see that pretty frequently just by working on those muscles. Even if you just did electric stimulation without the trigger points, you'd probably have some benefit, especially if you're getting in that semispinalis capitis area. Um, so then, uh, so then I go from there based on their their pain referral patterns and uh, symptoms, and really it's a it's a process, and I can't give you a good estimate on how many treatments a person needs for migraines because they're really different. Um, you've got the people where the migraines go away because you've treated semispinalis capitis, upper trap, trigger points, and any sort of neck um, restriction. And then you've got a much tougher case. Uh, there's a whole population of much tougher cases where they get significant relief from the acupuncture and working on those trigger points, but then their headaches aren't gone. So some of those patients, you want to Try to get them to every other week, and if you can get them to once a month, that's even better. Um, and like I said, they really vary. I've seen some patients where the best we could do was cut their headaches in half on frequency. Um, that's a smaller group of people, but 
it's really hard to gauge and you'll never be able to predict based on age or chronicity. You really just have to um, see what you can do. And for a high number of people, you can, you can give them a lot of relief. And um, there have been many people in the past year that I've treated for migraine headaches where they've, they're gone. They're, the headaches are gone and they just come and see me once a month. We work on trigger points or any sort of issue in the neck. I have one patient in mind where I think her headaches were actually being caused by um, one side of her neck being super tight, like the like the scalene's levator and semispinalis capitis, and it had her where she was most comfortable with her head tilted to the side. And I think that looking at the world with your head tilted alone could cause headaches. So um, just really keeping those muscles loose and, and having her be able to walk around with her head upright has eliminated her migraines. Um, so she's not on any medication for migraines or anything. Um, so it's really, but it's really individual. So um, I'm going to leave it at that. I'll probably revisit the migraine topic at some point because it's a very complex diagnosis and treatment, but hopefully I've given you something to think about. And um, if you're having success with migraines and want to let me know, please do. Um, you can always reach me by email at rich at richhazel.com. Um, or maybe the podcast will allow for some comment section. I'm new to podcasting, so I don't know how people do that, but um but I'd love to hear from you if you're having um, good success with uh, this sort of treatment for migraine headache. All right. Have a good day.